0: The following
1: is a production of dallascowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about you, Cowboys? Yes! Go, Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you
1: ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for... The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday,
2: September 15th, 2022, Season 18, Episode number 31. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by the Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, today we're going to talk about the Cincinnati defense versus the Cowboys offense. Lots to get into there. That's an interesting, very interesting matchup. Before we get to that, though, there was uh, the Mike McCarthy's press conference, which actually caused us to have to start a little late. So we don't appreciate that, Mike. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Uh, But let's talk about some of the things that that he mentioned. Let's start, Nick. Uh, Let's talk about Cooper Rush. What, What were his thoughts on Cooper Rush? The questions really being around, like, how much does the offense change with Cooper in there versus Dak?
3: Well, I mean, I think it. I think we all think it changes a lot. Um, but I, I feel like that's that's when you sign a backup quarterback, when you add a backup quarterback, that's that's one of the reasons why that that they get the job over someone else It's how much do you have to change in middle of the game, middle of the week, and all that. And again, I'm not saying he's exactly like Dak. He certainly isn't. Doesn't have that same moxie and all that and all that leadership that we haven't seen it. But I do think that they could run the same type of things. You might see more deep balls. You might see less of the movement around. Uh, maybe you see more running games. But, you know, Brian, I don't think they have to change a lot. That's not saying that they're the same. I just think that their styles are going to be something that Kellen's not going to switch it up too much.
4: This staff has seen him win an NFL game, go in a tough environment in Minnesota and win. Now, mm-hmm. defense played well. Vikings made some mistakes but you did find a way to win a game. It's not like that they're having to go from – it's not Tyler Smith, where you don't know anything about what – you know with Tyler Smith, you're like, man, we're going to put him at left tackle, and we're going to – we think he could do the job. They've seen this guy do the job. And so now you start to tailor the game plan. You know, let's be honest, too. There were a lot of times in training camp this year, we saw all the work he got. We saw the games he played. We saw his deficiencies. We saw the things he did well. So – yeah, I, I think that to me that that's it. It's not flying blind. It's you have a little bit of a base to work from, and the fact that you did have some success running the football against a team that is pretty good against the run, and the Bengals when we get into it will play the run pretty well as well. Mm-hmm. But th- this is one of those things where it's like you know, okay, we at least have something to work from, not just a blank blank canvas uh, to to go from.
5: I'm just wondering how likely. It is obviously the game will have to be going bad for you to make a decision like that. But for us to, or for them to switch quarterbacks and like throw in Will Greer, because I'm still not over the fact that I feel like I did not get enough of Will Greer. And I know he had that setback, but I'm still having a hard time understanding why they seem to prefer Cooper Rush a lot more than.
4: I think it was that win in Minnesota.
5: So I think, keep, I think the experience yeah it's the experience they, they, yeah.
4: I was told and, and I know you guys live in the building so you are you guys are better suited than me when I live with you guys in this building you hear things and stuff Well, the things I was hearing outside was that will Greer had to go win this job and then to your point will Greer missed the, De, the Denver work practice. It would have been a great opportunity for Will Greer to play in the Denver game when it was Cooper Rush I mean wasn't his, at his absolute mm-hmm. best. So, you know, and then they had the opportunity where they went against each other the following week against the Chargers. And say what you want, it wasn't like that Cooper Rush was bad in that game. I thought he played a little bit better. But everybody was telling me Wilger has to go take this job and the feeling was he didn't do that. And so that's why and with the experience of also winning a game in Minnesota, I think that's the thing that's giving them the hope that they've got the right guy for the job.
5: Well, I know it's going to be Cooper Rush for this game, but in my head I'm just wondering how bad does he need to get – for us to even see them give Will yeah. a chance.
3: Did you hear Jerry Jones answer the other day? I, mean, I yeah. thought it was interesting the fact that he never said Cooper Rush alone. He said they have experience. We're going to stick with them, him yeah. and Will Greer. We're going to we're going to see what they can do, and they give us a better chance than going to sign someone right now. They, they, they. So I don't think the leash is that long. I yeah. mean, I don't believe so. But I will say
2: this: I think I think the, the what I take from that is. They would have to get through both of those, and both of them not be capable for them to go outside. Yeah. Not necessarily saying that they would have necessarily even a quick a quick uh, pull on on Cooper if he doesn't play well. But I do think that like the way they're looking at it is, we got two guys we would go through before we would get to
3: yeah. But and by that time, <laughs> do you, you that got to that already yeah.
5: coming back. No, but
3: I think the her point is is that okay, how 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 close is this between Rush and yeah. Greer? It was really close to the very end. And so they're both. I would prefer
4: Will Greer myself because I think you could do more. I said it the other day on our show. I think you could do more with him. But when you start to talk about the coaches that I've ever been around in my life, they don't like the unknown. That's the problem that coaches run into. Don't give me, they had to play unknown at left tackle the other day. I mean, they felt like the scouting department said, hey, this kid can play. You know, this is why we drafted him. You know, they, they didn't even give him any reps at left tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's coaches. Like, well, let's not burden We heard what they did with Tolbert. You know, Mike came out today to tell you about Tolbert, got too much, too much for him. You know, maybe they were worried about that with Tyler and not giving him, or giving him too much. But that's the thing about it. Coaches will always go with the known before they go with the unknown, especially at that position.
2: You mentioned Jalen Tolbert. What, what do we hear from Coach today about Jalen Tolbert, kind of where he is? It's it's
3: it's so funny because it, 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 I was just talking about this right before the show. It always comes down to the same thing: you get drafted and you make the team because you're a good, flashy, sure-handed receiver. You get on the field because you can go and tackle someone. That's that's what happens at backup wide receiver. That's ah, why. That's why Sam. It's playing hurt, for people. Well, that's why Sam heard yeah. made it over Miles Austin for so long until Miles Austin was able to show he was a receiver. These fourth and fifth receiver spots comes down to special teams. They tried to get Jalen Tolbert to do all these things like they did with CD. Cool. Then he got hurt. And then what he's not doing in all of that is working with special teams. And in the meantime, Dennis Houston, Simi Fahoko, they pass him there. And trust me, if it was all the same on special teams. Jalen Tolper is going to play 100% because they want to see what he can do at receiver.
2: Does that also, though, make you say, like if you flip that – that means he wasn't good enough at receiver to where he was clearly better than them in a situation where they needed more production at wide receiver.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, do you watch South Alabama games? I didn't, but I, I'll tell you this. Brian did. Well, he did, and what he <laughs> saw was him making a lot of catches. He, he did. probably didn't see him as the gunner down there, and, yeah. and he was their stud. He was their ace. It happens with a lot of rookies. They have to do that. I bet Fajoco did it at Stanford. I bet yeah. he did some of that early on, and maybe Dennis Houston too. So um, it's – he's got to get up to speed to get into the game. How can you get these guys in the game for special teams? All right,
2: the other thing I I thought was interesting that Mike brought up, and this is kind of a bigger question of not just uh, this week because obviously there's so much that went wrong in that game, and then on top of that you lose your starting quarterback. So there are concerns, I think, from a fan standpoint of, what is the mood of this team? Like, are they, are they as down as fans are? Are they as down as, as the rest of the Cowboys nation seems to be right now because it's like you didn't see anything good and you lost your quarterback? What, what would you say is the mood of this team? If you have been in the locker room? You guys have been around this team. What, what would you say is the mood right now of this team? Um, I was going to let you go
3: with that.
4: You don't, want to, you don't want to address that? No, I, no,
3: I don't mind. I just I, was dumb. Yeah,
4: yeah I, I feel like, you know, to me, when you look, it's, it's tough, especially when you lose a key player so early. I mean, imagine losing Micah Parsons. Allow, allow you know, and I, I'm just saying that. Knock on all the wood. wood. No, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just saying, though, that, you know, the, the mood is not good, especially yeah. veteran players. Veteran players, you know, initially, they're not going to show it. But deep down inside, they don't have that many campaigns, you know they don't have many left, and 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 when you start to think, and this is a reasonably young team, and maybe a young team to the point where they're like, well, we just got to keep, we just got to go play, yeah, yeah we just got to play. Where veteran players are thinking like, damn, I worked my ass off again. to get to yeah. this point, and then all like Noah Brown, mm-hmm. you know Noah Brown's sitting there, he goes, I played six years here, I'm getting a chance to play wide receiver, and damn, Cooper Rush is my guy, you know, I mean, and he's not saying that, but you know inside. There's guys, you know, Ezekiel. is probably thinking, well, we don't have Dak. Man, they're gonna, I'm going to get to run the ball more now. So his mood probably improves because he's thinking like, you know, we're going to have to. I'm going to have to shoulder this thing for this offense. You know, young players, they they just, you know, how about young players like I remember when Tristan Hill came here, he didn't know they had inactives. Like, well, I don't, I don't play, I don't dress. What? Yeah. You know, young players don't know the difference. Veteran players are thinking that man, this might be an opportunity that we lost here for a few games. You know, the fact that it's not season-ending, I think everybody's like, okay, he's going to come back. But if you lose a guy for the year, that's a whole oh, different yeah. story right there, yeah. mood-wise.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, I, I also think it's an opportunity to lock in a little bit more during the week. Uh, you know, that everybody got hit in the face on this one. I mean, they, they just weren't weren't expecting that type of game. Um, and so we've seen it go both ways. I, w- I know we were talking about it right before the show. That you know, I, I think fans would be surprised to know how players react towards games, wins, and losses. We've seen it over the years. We've seen it. We've been on the planes. We've all been on the, on the yeah. charters. And, and you know, the fans carry with it all week. That's all they've got. That's uh, all their lasting memory is 19 to 3, and the Cowboys didn't even score a touchdown or even get in the red zone. And know? the quarterback's gone. And the quarterback is now hurt. And the leading tackler from last year is all hurt. So, you know, they, they've they moved on. They're processing. They're looking at the Bengals. And, and I think that that's, that's the mindset of it. And you don't get too high, you don't get too low. The, the Especially play, at this point. Yeah, in the, the players never get as high as the fans do, and they don't get as low as the fans do either. And that's. The, That's probably a good thing, Um, you know. We've all been on the the road, the 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 flights back, and after a bad game, and you're like, "Did they win?" It doesn't sound like a loss. Doesn't sound like a really bad loss to Buffalo, Um, yeah. Which that's the last
4: one I ever went on.
3: That's your last one. That was it. And it was the worst
2: one
4: by far. Is that far. why
2: you sent me the message like I don't want to do this this uh, travel thing? I almost
4: anymore. quit on you that day. You, you were like I I don't want to do this. You either travel find thing something else for me to do yeah. or I quit. Yeah, I'm like I'm good. Yeah, that I don't want to travel. And, and I, I give you credit. you, you like I don't want to do this. You call my bluff. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like I don't do this. Anymore. It was it was absolutely from start to finish the worst road trip that we've ever been on. It uh, was. Game, weather, it, it, it,
4: drove me a, it drove me a different direction. Yeah. I completely. The
3: nine-hour nine, fl- nine hour flight home. Yeah. Did we go to Houston? Yeah, I, I don't mean. know where we all went. I the just minute know they I...
4: opened that door, Rob Phillips and I almost both jumped off the plane. I <laughs> so i We home. were going to jump from the plane onto the ground and leave <laughs> is what we were going to do. We were not going <laughs> that was through a that. That horrible trip.
5: Either. I still can't get over <laughs> one point that I turned and look at Rob. And Rob has his hair just all the way up yeah, yeah. like a like, mess. Just so you guys
2: know, <laughs> Mickey. Just so you know, like Rob hates flying anyway. Yeah. Like yeah. Rob is a <laughs> Rob and I does both not like to be on a plane. No. <laughs> Brian too. But at, but at, so yeah, when you talk kept, about now a flight that just keeps going and won't stop, we kept circling. It was we weather. We
4: kept, it was just too much. And Mick, we flew through a tornado. Yeah,
3: and, and Mickey Mickey was just looking out the window, and Mickey oh, was like, there's oh, the "Oh, there's the moon again." And I thought Rob was gonna punch him. <laughs> Rob was like, all right, "Mickey, I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna fight." Yeah,
2: so. yeah. But it's, I mean, it is true. We've all seen it. There've been probably a handful of times I've seen the team really, really upset right. after a loss. Typically, that happens when the season's over. Like they have a loss that a playoff type loss. Yeah. The season's now done, the finality of it, and then you see some more of that emotion. But but a lot of times like you said, when you're in season, you're professional. Yeah. You got to stay even. You have to. to.
5: I'm going to have to I'm failing you guys because I feel like I have a good sensor for vibes and mm-hmm. things like that. I haven't been to the locker room not even after the game. I've been so busy like sh- having to shoot things and the time hasn't worked out, but I'm going to have to go in there. But something that got me thinking on my I don't know why, but it popped into my head. On my way in, as I was driving, I'm thinking, man, I don't think one day, uh, one game is gonna do it for you. But what if, let's say, it kind of keeps going similar to what we saw, and on the defense, the defense starts getting like pissed off at your own team, at your getting, own yeah, offense. Yeah. It's like, dude, we're it killing ourselves the out NFL. there. So, it so I got to think. I'm like, how would that change the dynamic, the mood? In the locker room, yeah. how this team goes around? Because if you do that more than one game, two game, now three games, like, dude, we're killing ourselves yeah. Yeah. at that. Like, freaking do something.
4: Good. Yeah, that's the. I, I think that you have to worry about a locker room splintering that way mm-hmm. because what happens is you get a turnover on the fifty yard line and then you get three yards. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, okay, we gave you a chance, good field position, get back in the game. Go score a touchdown, get us back in the game, and then we'll get another stop, and then go drive it and get it again. I think you know if you have if you have a young locker room, I think that's a huge huge problem. But if you have veteran guys that kind of try and hold everybody together, I think that's the one thing. Yeah, I think you got enough guys. I think you guys got like Curse and people like that. You know, he's not a really old guy, but he's a highly respected guy in that room. You know, and I, I think
3: that that's one of those things. Should have heard him in the locker room yesterday. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, they, I, 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 there was a, there was a battle going on. It was a very intense argument, and I think it started. I think it started because is 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 yellow Gatorade green Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. that's how it started. <laughs> yeah, and then it got into Priorities. Amari Cooper's <laughs> stats or something mm-hmm. like that. But Okwamu, Mcquammu. And and Jalen and uh, Curse and yeah. I mean they were you thought there was a fight but I mean there really wasn't but like yeah. it was it was really, it was very he was very like vocal and you know and you're yeah. just like don't don't hop around on that knee you know like yeah. you're, you're gonna be up, and and well, was like going at him I'm like you should be happy you're getting to play yeah you know, I think he's getting to play I don't know who's gonna play at safety there
4: can I circle back and say I, I think when I worked with you guys in DallasCowboys.com we took the losses worse than anybody here because it was important to us. It was important to our content. It was important to how we did our jobs. You know, when you live in this building, it's different. It really is. Fans act like, oh, you guys don't care. You don't this. No, you really do care because it's important. You know, it's not you're looking for the easy way, but, you know, when you have to cover a team that struggles, it's no fun. It's no fun at all. And, you know, I've learned that over the years working with you guys. It's, it's tough. And so, you know, we, you know when, when you start to talk about, well, you guys don't care, that players don't care, this, that, and the other. No, there's people that care. There's people in this organization that care about it. You know, it's and, and that's the thing. I, sometimes I wish the players cared more than us. You know, and that's the thing I always remember working here that, you know, this is killing me right now, getting on this airplane and knowing that I have to write about this or talk about this, you know, and you guys are doing this or that and the other in the back. I, you know, that, that's the crap that bothered me the most yeah. about, yeah, about that.
2: Let's know. also be honest though. There, it's, it's not just our group. It's, yeah. it's throughout our building. I, yeah. I know I was in some meetings Monday and almost every meeting I was in, and I'm yeah. on a lot of the business type meetings a lot of means I was in yeah. everybody had the mood of oh gosh man you know yeah. taking it like it's tough and so but but I think the difference is for players they don't have that luxury if you want to call it that right. like they have to be on to the next thing because yeah. you can't let one loss turn into two right because your attitude isn't uh-huh.
3: right it reminded me of what Dan Bailey always would say about making or missing kicks he you know He's like when you miss a kick, everyone asks you about it and you're like you can't you can't worry about it, you got to focus on the next one. He would always talk about when you make a 53-yard field goal to win the game, you can't worry about that. You can't even think about that. You got to go to the next one because this extra point mm-hmm. is coming. Yeah. So the high and the low, you have right. to stay in the middle. Right. So right now we're all feeling it cuz cuz it feels like you're owing 4. And it feels cuz yeah. you lost you lost three yeah. things. You lost one of your best defensive players, your leader at quarterback and the game. And there was no hope. Right. For for do, yeah. even it was close. You said it sounded like a, a hundred to three. Yeah, it, it, like it, it
4: Yeah, when it was twelve to three, I'm thinking and sitting in my seat, I'm going, it might as well be a hundred to three. Yeah, because I just 13. didn't. Yeah, I just didn't feel like. Yeah, I just didn't feel like it was gonna. Nothing was gonna change. And Two they, scores? Like, yeah. like you mentioned, that you yeah. get a turnover, and then after that, I go, they're not moving the ball today. This is just not going to happen.
2: And they tried everything. Yeah. And it just, nothing worked. Nothing All works. right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, let's jump into Cincinnati versus Dallas. We'll talk about the Cincinnati defense versus the Cowboys offense. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
1: The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like.
2: Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all
1: defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright
2: 2020, Bank of America Corporation.
1: sweet, Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way So sweet, unique Baby, there's nothing better I bet you've probably done something That deserves a Dr. Pepper Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is It's a non-fungible token Everyone's done something That
0: deserves a Dr. Pepper
1: It's only a kick A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all,
2: it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
3: Back to the break. Essler lenses will help you see every exciting play, both on and off the field. Book an appointment at your local Essler experts. Find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more, Essler.
2: Welcome back. Second segment of The Break live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. the segment brought to you by Blockchain.com. Let's talk Cincinnati defense versus Dallas offense. Brian, we will start with you. Give us what this Cincinnati defense does best.
4: What they do best is I feel like they're – and Mike McCarthy mentioned it this morning in the press – Conference that he had was their ability to stay after their pass rush. They it really starts with Trey Hendrickson up there who they got from the Saints. Um, I mean, just he's going to primarily line up on Tyler Smith in this football game. He's a right edge rusher defensively, left side for your for your offense to have to deal with. They're good off the edge. Sam Hubbard on the other side, I think, is a is a quality pass rusher, but he's not to the level of of, of what what Hendrickson does there. I think up front in the front seven, they're pretty good because they they spent a lot of money on this DJ Reader, who they got from Houston as a nose, and then BJ Hill, who they traded for with the Giants. And then Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt are two really good linebackers. And not to the level of what we saw last week with Tampa, but I, I think it, it's going to, if it turns into you have to throw the ball a bunch in this game, then the key is going to be able to stop Hendrickson. You just can't let him be. Uh, a guy that's constantly rushing the pra- passer and causing problems in the pocket.
3: I thought you were just at some point going to say Geno Atkins because he's been <laughs> there for so long. Yeah. I, he's where not is there he anymore. Not? I don't know. I don't think he's in the league. He the league? He's not, he
2: not That was the league. most quiet exit for a really good player I've ever seen. He yeah. was.
4: Anytime you watch Cincinnati tape, and we didn't have to do it all that much, but Geno was the guy. They, they, there Love was a, watching him play. There was a time there where they're front four in Cincinnati and they weren't winning games, but yeah. they, were, they had it, one of the best front yeah. fours. On defense, and they just couldn't put it together. But yeah, this is a different group. It's a secondary, though. Real quick, uh, that we're kind of familiar with the players. Eli Apple, uh, we're familiar Cheeto. with back back in the back in the day, and then Cheeto on the other side. They're going to flop sides, guys, on you. So it's not. I, I didn't see following this. receivers or just like I they just line it, up in different like places it's, based it, on. It, it's different. It's different. It wasn't. It didn't appear to be star coverage. It appeared to be whether you're a, uh, what they call a boundary corner, which uses the sideline, uh, short side, yep. or then a field corner, which is, so they were kind of flipping back and forth on that. Von, uh, Von Bell and, and Jesse Bates, both are really uh, are good g- safeties, good safeties. Yeah. Good so, uh, the, the, like I say, the corners we have familiarity with and the, the front seven, I feel like is not as good as Tampa's, but they do have a quality pass rusher in Hendrickson.
2: All right, so tell me where are they vulnerable? Where can you get them?
4: Well, I'm going to try and attack. I think that if, to me, it it's going to be running the football. You know, and the, the Steelers didn't have great success doing that because these guys, they do have some size, they do have some length, and the ability. I, I'd like to believe though that you that you can get guys up on these linebackers. So secure the front and then try and get the their guys up on those linebackers and see, you know, the Cowboys had a little success with the ball off the edge. I think that's something that I would but continue on. They're there again, this 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 defense, I think you can if you had to run it inside, you could. But the one spot I'm looking at is Eli Apple there at corner. And I'm gonna try and run it first. I'm gonna try and get some consistency there. And then I'm going to go after Eli Apple, the the corner here, because I think that I think that Cheeto, Cheeto, the one thing he is that he's he's playing with to me a lot better awareness when you watch him. And, you know, remember with the Cowboys he was having trouble at times finding the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, he's playing with a lot better awareness, and I don't know if Eli Apple always does that on the other side.
3: Yeah, I mean the thing with with. Cheeto, what I remember a lot is that he, you know, athletically, he was there. He was there in coverage. Uh, He doesn't always make the play. It seems like they make the catches over him. Um, You know, if you're sitting there at at bingles break or talking bingles or whatever they've got over there, I'm sure they have have some. Uh, talk. Yeah. Gal talk. Hanging with the bingles. um, (laughs) Yeah. Um I think that it, you know I think I honestly I, they're looking at it going well you know what I mean who scares you over there Noah brown I mean yeah. CD I mean they don't scare you just like you could say well this guy, corners don't really scare you but like who you who you bring into yeah. the party so I think that's going to be an interesting battle of of guys you know they got a couple of guys at corner and they got guys at receiver here CD hasn't proven that he's really way above that so that's going to be a matchup to me is just how who, yeah. who gets the upper hand if, there. You know,
4: if, if Smith, Tyler Smith holds up against Hendrickson, you know, I, I think that Cooper Rush can find some spaces to throw balls. And the problem is those safeties we mentioned, they'll cover your tight ends. So, you know, Vaughn Bell on Schultz will be a really yeah. good matchup. So also, I think that if you're going to say, well, just be comfortable and throw the ball to Dalton Schultz, like Amber was talking last week and against the Bucks, well, who are you going to throw to if they take this guy away? And then we start talking about Schultz. I kind of feel like, though, that, the, that the, the the Bengals are a little bit better cover guys on your tight end than other teams that you're going to face this year.
5: Well, how does that look for Seedy? That's what I'm really interested in about. Just like that kind of matchup? Is this another game? Because we didn't really need CD to step up. And we keep talking about the Cowboys yeah. having to rely on the run and, and go that route, but we know they can't be one dimensional either. No, so, no as they, far as the passing game,
4: I, I think they're going to have to run more, but your passing game is absolutely right. That's why, to me, I.
5: Can they make CD struggle again?
4: I, 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 I don't see Apple doing it. I think that I think with Cheeto, I think Cheeto could be more physical than Apple can in this game. So what I'm gonna do, Mike Hilton plays as their nickel. I I'm not maybe playing I'm not playing CD outside very much here. I'm gonna put him in the slot and I'm gonna let Mike Hilton who they got from Pittsburgh, I'm going to let him be the guy that's going to try and take C.D. You know, and, and I think with, with C.D., you know, it, it's about trying to get him the ball quick. It's not, up to me, about the, the long developing routes and stuff where if it's behind him a little bit. I think that's the struggle for C.D. now. We talk about catch radius all the time. And I, I think that that's been a little bit of a problem for him, especially behind him. So if it's, if it's out of the slot, that's a little bit quicker pass. Maybe that's the way you kind of get him going in this game.
3: Yeah, for me, and and I know I'm not trying to trick it up too much, but you but you sort of have to. I mean, you you're, you're showing him Cooper Rush. You you see a little bit of him on tape, but they've got to get they they need playmakers. They need guys. Yeah. This is a week for me. I've got to use Turpin. I got to use him on the outside. I got to use him as a decoy at times too, if I need to. with just that speed, I need to throw it deep to him. I need to show those safeties. This is what we've got. He may not catch it. He may be incomplete. Maybe intercepted. But I need to to show his speed out there, both nor- north and south, east and west. That's that's something that you have in in your bag, and he's got to be ready because you're going to need to pull out all the stops.
5: Who do y'all feel that Cooper Rush has like a better type of chemistry with in the receiving group?
3: Noah Brown.
2: I was about to say Noah Brown. Yeah, for years. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah when, what happens True.
4: is when, and this that is happened, why, yeah. and this is why, really, to be honest with you. They run scout team together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They've always, you know, for six, well, as long as Cooper Rush has been here, they run plays together. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like when you watch Joe Burrow throw the ball to to Jamar Chase – and that last play that got the game into overtime. Not
3: exactly the same.
4: Well, no, but but
3: the, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. But
4: the same with the, the same with. He, I take
3: them. but – Yeah, no, he
4: knew he knew where he knew where Chase was going to break at the pylon. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's thrown that ball at LSU. I've seen it a million times with my own eyes. Sometimes you don't even have to call it. You just you call a play and you know know it. Okay, you, I know what you're going to do. I'm going to put mm-hmm. the ball right at that pylon. I think that's the way with No Brown. I think him. I think Simi Fahoko – Guys like that that have kind of always kind of worked with Cooper Rush. There's that little bit of that chemistry with.
3: Let's also remember this, and and I and I know Garrett Gilbert actually took most of the snaps last year in, in training camp, uh, but Rush got some as well towards the end. But because you know Dak missed a lot with yeah, his shoulder. shoulder, and CD had a hell of a camp. You yeah. know it it was some Gilbert, it was also some Rush. So it's not like it's just those. I mean you're right during the season the the, the you know the scout team. But I do think that that you know, CD's had some some luck with, I mean, some success with these guys as well. So he's been in all kinds of levels, you know, starting some games, practicing. I think he knows pretty much all of these receivers pretty well. But definitely, but Noah you know, Brown. you
5: always have as a quarterback, like kind of your guy that you connect with. For example, guys that Cedric Wilson. With Dak, yeah. they just they yeah. they were on the same page they most were. of the time. So I was wondering, kind of, okay, who might be yeah. that player? And if you it's know. Noah Brown, I mean, he might be if, having a better game this week. Well, Noah Tolber- Brown,
4: had, Noah Brown had good separation, and we talked about if you believe in the metrics and stuff. Him and Simi both had separation, and I talked about the deep over that that could have been a huge play that Dak, you know, went another direction to. <laughs> You know, maybe Cooper Rush gets. You know, maybe that's something he knows it, when he sees the coverage. It's like, okay, I'm going to have this opportunity. The thing you're not going to have with Cooper Rush, I don't think, is the pocket mobility. They have got to find a way to get the ball out quick and make his decision making easy for him. And I mean, not easy like, oh, dumb it down. But like, hey, this coverage, you got to go here. This coverage, you got to go here. You know, that's what they've got to kind of try and do. Because if him holding the holding the ball with this offensive line. It could be a little bit of a problem.
3: Um, one thing about Jalen Tolbert, if he if he understood that he needs two feet down, he catches a touchdown in in uh, against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. That was to, that was from Rush. Yeah. You know, that was him in the back of the end zone. I'm gonna say another difference between Cooper Rush and Dak. When when a guy is rushing off the edge and he gets his big hand on Dak's shoulder, that's you need more than that. He's not he's not down yet. He says, "Get off me." You know, he go yeah, get <laughs> yeah, get yeah, off. Yeah, said that a lot. Yeah, later. right, right. No, there's been a lot of that, but you know, he still makes the play with rush uh, and sack. Yeah, I think I mean, that's the problem. I don't think you I don't think he's really going to be like. What about
5: his mental side of things? Do you feel that he's the type of player that once that happens, gets knocked down to the ground, he can get up and kind of brush it up? You know,
3: the first quarter and a half of Minnesota was terrible. Yeah, it was not looking good. He ends up with 375 yards. They have 400 something yards of offense. He drives down to win the game. He needed a big play by Cedric Wilson to kind of weave through and get the touchdown, get back in it. Like you said, and I wrote this yesterday Micah Parsons had his best game of his career. Yeah. That game, the defense carried him to the point where it got comfortable, got mm-hmm. comfortable, and he went down there and won the game. You know, he threw the ball to Amari Cooper, touchdown right in front of me. Um, still mad I didn't get the video of that, but that's okay. So. Storage was, on that. storage was full. Seriously, <laughs> had it hit hit. Uh, oh, that sucks. No, I hit it, and it, it just one second, and it's that storage is full. And the pass comes right at me. <laughs> you go look at it. I'm sitting there. I'm as calm as you could be, but I'm just inside like, hell yeah. <laughs> Where'd he go, Coop? Coop to Coop. Yeah, there
4: you go. Oh, you, <laughs> d- you needed me down there with you, just mfing the fans. Oh, oh yeah, oh
2: know. yeah. That's one thing, Brian. You'd give it to him like you were not. That's not bashful about
3: years that. ago. Ten years <laughs> ago, on that Wednesday night game in 2012, when Kevin Ogletree <laughs> caught that pass to win the game, that that was your first game with us. <laughs> Oh, well, no, That is going to be my favorite story. I can't even tell it all the way. No. yeah, you can't tell it as as it needs to be. told. As it needs to be told. <laughs> you can't do it on but the air. Brian, let them know. Yeah, yeah. I'll let them
4: know. Dallas won that game. <laughs> yes, I? you did. Yeah, you did.
3: That was. Uh, uh, there old was old a trip.
4: game. There was a game in, in Cincinnati. The one with the Jerry Brown game, oh, where yeah. we all and mm-hmm. I remember, you know, yeah, what, yeah. A, what a difficult time it was. Talk about getting on a flight. Oh. How difficult and they put us all on the tarmac and brought us all on and. To to Derek's credit, he knew exactly what was going on and trying to get a plan together for that. And I just remember we kicked the game-winning field goal. Remember they drove the ball. Mm -hmm. It was just Demarco Murray, I think, made a a, just a a hand on the ground, ground. dove for a first down. They kicked the game-winning field goal. I was standing under the goal post. Through, I turned to the Cincinnati fans, and I MF'd every one of those. <laughs> <siblings>. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. – what an emotional game. That was that very was. emotional. That, that was, was, that was that very was. emotional. Maybe one of the hardest road trips I think I've ever, ever, ever been on. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. outside if, of the Buffalo trip coming Yeah, back. and if – That know, was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Right, and it's been 10 years, so we were just kind of talking about it. That was the game. And if you don't know, it, yeah. uh, practice squad player Jerry Brown was yeah. – uh, Tragically yeah, killed, yeah, tragically killed in the in car wreck, and Josh Brent was involved there, and it was just were a lot of uncertainty. Didn't know what was happening, and uh you know, but they they had his jersey. No, your
4: boss, your boss knew what was going on. Yeah, he, he was formulating well, a plan.
3: Wait, the plan. the thing about it was actually Nick
2: was the one that called me. I was I w- on I my was way to you, the airport. You weren't on the
4: plane yet. He okay. was not on the plane. Oh, and was he funeral. was on
2: his way. He was on. He was yeah. doing was something. Else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you called me and said, "Hey, man." Now, this is wow. not good. Yeah. And uh, and so we start kind of putting the pieces together and having to yeah. figure out where we're going to handle it. But, yeah, I mean, that that's the thing, man. It, those kind of things, those are the kind of things that are so far out unexpected. Yeah. You're dealing with young people, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so anytime you're dealing with death with young people, that's – very difficult to wrap your mind around. Yeah, um, yeah so, you weren't
4: on the plane yet. That's yeah. true. No, yeah, I,
3: I, I didn't. I flew up separately that day. Yeah. I had a funeral that day, and uh, but I remember kind of hearing about it, and it was maybe yeah, it was crazy.
4: maybe the greatest win. And I know I have always been on Jason Garrett's back about things, but maybe the greatest coaching job he ever did maybe. that day. Yeah that day. Yeah, yeah, that team had no business winning that football. His speech
3: game. to the team in the locker room will give you chills. Oh, it yeah. really will. I don't know if we've put it out. I think it was on his documentary. I think we showed yeah. that. It was really really good cuz he, you know, that's that's one of his strengths. He can he can do that yep. and he can he can lead them and yeah, obviously we're getting away from here and you know the Bengals. I'll say this, that was 10 years ago. We played the Bengals 2020. Yeah, I was there just a couple years ago. That's nothing close to this team. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I mean, they didn't have Burrow yeah. that day. They had a backup that's quarterback a fl- that they day, flipped They day flipped that roster. I mean, that's a, that's a yeah. different team. Arc, I think yeah. Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen started that game. Yeah. Had some team. fumbles in the yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. All, they, one all of the, the running Smith. backs fumbled
4: three times oh, in that Yeah, game. Oh,
3: so. yeah, it, it was. But I remember, you know, like, T. Higgins had a couple of yeah. plays late in the game. and it's like, Well, yeah. you don't
4: need him playing this Yeah, they got
3: some skill players. And then since then, they've added Burrow. Uh, Chase, old, you know, Burrow was back on the team, uh, back from the injury, and Chase, and yeah. I don't think Mixon was playing that no. game. I don't remember. The offensive line's
2: been remade for them a little yep. bit, so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of new pieces in the NFL. Right, changes mm-hmm. a
3: lot in the short I like period. Like Jerry. On the radio the other day, was, he, he wasn't going to say anything about Lyle Collins. He's like, I watched the game. You probably did, too. You can figure out how, the, how it went. He wasn't going to say it, but <laughs> it was like.
2: <laughs> oh, he's making it clear. He said, said it without saying
4: it. Trayvon
2: Williams, was that? For the Bengals?
4: Yeah, I think it was a game. I Seriously, I remember it was just turnover after turnover. Oh, they had my about game.
3: five turnovers yeah, in the game. Yeah. All right,
2: here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our final break, <laughs> and then we're going to come back for like four minutes <laughs> and uh, and give you guys kind of some closing thoughts on the Cincinnati defense versus the Dallas offense. We'll do it when we come right back. to is DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner,
1: adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart.
3: Join the former NFL players for our first game day minicamp presented by Invisalign. You can bring your kids to the Ford Center October 2nd from 11.30 to 3.30. You can watch the Cowboys take on the Commander's Game from your favorite restaurant at the Star District. Yeah, you can. Register your footballer for camp. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash Academy.
2: Yeah, speaking of camps, our boy Danny McCray, who leads the camps here with the Cowboys, uh, won the the challenge on, uh, I guess it's on CBS uh he was awarded the winner, so A lot of love, huh? guess I need to watch that tonight.
3: Does that mean he <laughs> still works for the camps or does he just like peace out? What do you win for that? Millions? Uh I think it's two hundred and fifty
2: thousand. Is it? I
4: thought it was five hundred.
2: They they split it between the guy yeah, and the okay. girl. Okay. Two
4: fifty. each. All right. All Is that right. like the Great Race so or D- whatever David we're doing? McRae no longer this.
3: runs the camps for us <laughs> and, and the, we well, did, Derek, job did Derek
4: <laughs> just spoil <laughs> what we were going to watch tonight? Derek, <laughs> did you spoil uh, it? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I definitely did spoil right. it
2: for like if you watched it live last night, you knew, night. I'm just saying. But
4: what if you taped
2: it? I know that I know, I and it. I I hate being that guy too cuz I I watch some of those shows and I don't hate it when people tell me stuff yeah. like that, so Yeah, my bad. I'm so sorry. I was just happy for Danny, so my bad. I probably it. I kind of figure they were going to bring it up in the po- the podcast <laughs> in about 3 hours from now. Yeah, yeah Danny, I would assume so. Danny's so. going so go to So I kind of knew I can't say I didn't anything. watch it last night, but I plan on watching it
4: yeah. at some point, so. Yeah, I've yeah, you know.
3: been kind of smiling a lot more lately. Yeah. I mean, despite Congrats you losing. Yeah. And- yeah, he's been in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, now he's gonna LSU go for the, the world championship
2: of the challenge. Now, All right. let's see how that goes. It's awesome. All right, let's get back in. We got a couple more things I wanted to hit real quick. Brian, I, I was you. I was interested when you were talking about their pass rush yeah. you talked about Hendrickson and what he can bring. Um, but last week they had that five quarterback hits, one sack. Yeah. And the thought I had was going back to what Dallas did last week. I thought the times when they ended up in a lot of trouble last week appeared to be. Situations where Tampa decided they were going to blitz, they were right. going to send that extra guy. Right. So I wanted to know: Does Cincinnati tend to do that more, or are they just a, a base? We're going to send four guys, and we think we can beat you. Our guys against. Yeah,
4: your guys? you're going to if they're going to rush somebody, it's going to be Logan Wilson, who they drafted in the third round in in, in 2020. And he, and he is a he's a nice player. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, the other linebacker, is more the run stopper. Kind of a player they have with that. So if you if you're gonna get a blitzer, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get. And you know, and what you got to figure out too, guys, is that teams go back and look at what other teams had success with. And like what Mm -hmm. Derek was talking about there, if you know, if all of a sudden the ball, if they're on offense, get ready for the ball to go wide. If they're if they're on defense, get ready for them bringing the extra the blitzer. And if the extra blitzer is gonna come. It's likely going to be Logan Wilson, the the will linebacker here. But I'd also be mindful of. I, I'm interested to see what they would do with Bell and coverage. I think they've got to find a way to take Bell or Bates and put him on Schultz, and take him out. And then maybe you see one of the other rush, other safeties come as a rusher. But if it's if they're going to rush you, it's going to be number fifty five, Logan Wilson. All right.
3: Um. Uh, you know, uh, to, to that point too. I mean, I, I think this might be a game, and I, I'm interested to see what the Cowboys do with Tony Pollard. Um, you know, it Double wasn't reverse. Yeah, Tony it, Pollard. well, <laughs> yeah, the pass blocking and Tony Pollard. I mean, I, I think this needs to go back to to you know Zeke's the starter, and when he needs a, a break, here comes Pollard. He can do some stuff. I'm not After. saying completely abandon all the receiver stuff like that, but they got to be careful with it, especially with Cooper Rush. He's going to need some some. He needs. He can't have, you know, Tony Pollard running into him because he's getting driven back like that. So I think I think pass uh, protection is even more important than it was even before. So I, I'm I'm curious to see what what Pollard's role will be.
5: And this is kind of it. You you need it because of the issues that you have in the O line. So it, it's really helpful when you have Ezekiel Elliott helping you block in certain occasions. But I wonder if he would be able to run much better if he was taking away some of those responsibilities, because it does wear you down a little bit. I mean, that takes a lot of strength. And he takes some hits that he can take, but you see him sometimes even bouncing back and things like that. So you know it affects him. And he just, I don't know why, I just thought of that of like, if he didn't have to do so much of that, not that he does it all the time either, but if that was taken a step back, how much better would he be able to run the ball? Well,
4: and it's it's a great point and a great observation on your part. How about throw him the ball? How about instead of like blocking, okay, mm-hmm. just swing it and flip it to him? And you know, I'm not talking about screens and stuff, but him, Pollard, just if they're gonna blitz you, just throw it out the back door, you know, with the you know, and that way all of a sudden these teams are like, uh oh, we can't blitz this guy. We can't because they're gonna get their backs out in routes, you know? I mean that that's the number one thing. When when teams are blitzing you, it's like okay, we're going to make you block. We're going to make you block. We're going to make you block. Throw the ball in the swing. I mean, you know, if you throw the wheel routes or things like that, that you can kind of get them out in the in the space and just dump them the ball and let them go. Then teams aren't going to be interested in blitzing you so much if you're if you're you know that blitzer is responsible yeah. for the back.
3: Remember the Eagles back in the day when yeah. they had Brian Westbrook. Brian Westbrook, mm-hmm. oh, you could never blitz him never because could. they would just throw it over the top yeah. and yep. Westbrook catches. He catches fourteen passes for seventy yards. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, yeah it, it, you're yeah. right about that.
2: Yeah. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to wrap this thing up, let you guys know who we think is going to win this game, Sunday Cowboys versus Bengals. Still in for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Live on DallasCowboys.com Radio.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!